Hey everyone, before this interview begins, I want to give a huge shout out to Alan Jacoby with the Great Divide 1776 podcast. 1776live.tv is his webpage. He helped me get this interview. He was a great influence. He's a great friend of Roger Stone. He has a great show himself, The Great Divide with Alan Jacoby over at 1776live.tv. Thank you, uh, Alan, for your support in getting Roger Stone on the program. He was a great help in getting him on the program. So thank you, Alan. It's a pleasure. And now, back to the show. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Joining me now is a legend in Republican politics. He's an author, someone who has worked for many former presidents. He is the host of the Stone Zone on Lindell TV. He is the one and only Roger Stone. Uh, Mr. Stone, welcome to the Conservative Crusader on the Red Future Radio Network. How are you today, sir? Josh, I'm uh, great, uh, and I'm very, very happy to be with you. Anytime I can help uh, a young conservative, uh, a young Republican uh, in this uh, war of censorship and cancellation, I'm happy to do so. So uh, consider this my contribution to try to expand your audience and uh, bring truth to the people. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you very much. I gave a little introduction, but I think it'd be unfair if I introduced you. Obviously, you know your record a lot better than I do. Your record is spanning back many, many years with much, a lot of experience, a lot of important positions. Can you introduce yourself to my audience for us, please? Well, I'm a, I'm a political warrior. Uh, I'm a veteran of uh, 12 national presidential campaigns, uh, starting with Richard Nixon, uh, two campaigns there. Uh, three campaigns for governor, later president, Ronald Reagan, 1976, 1980, and 1984, uh, pressed into service uh, in the Bush recount of 2000, despite the fact that I am not uh, and never will be a Bush a Republican. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, my service to uh, Donald Trump, I may be among the first people in the country to urge him to run for president. I'm a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, I have a very popular uh, substack at rogerstone.substack.com. Uh, I'm also the curator and author at stonezone.com. And of course, uh, I was uh, you know, a political target in the witch hunt of Robert Mueller. Uh, and uh, therefore, I am a redeemed Christian. I'm a reborn Christian. Uh, and it is only through the awesome power of Jesus Christ that I'm able to even be with you today. So I'm grateful for every single day. Uh, but uh, at the advanced age of 70, uh, I know, I know I look much, much younger. Uh, I'm not giving up. Uh, I'm not retiring. I'm not headed to the beach uh, or dropping from sight. I'm back on the ramparts fighting for the country, fighting for freedom uh, and fighting to make America great again. It's kind of hard to believe that just two years ago um, we had the most vibrant economy in our history. Uh, we rebuilt our military. We had scores of conservatives appointed to the federal bench who believed in uh, in uh, enforcing the law as it is written. Uh, we had uh, adversaries around the globe who were afraid of us, uh, who were unsure uh, of, uh, of us, which is a huge advantage. Uh, and in two short years, uh, Joe Biden uh, has destroyed all of that. I mean, uh, it is, it's really hard to believe how quickly the country has slidden. 
uh, and what a disaster this administration has been. So uh, I'm I'm not not only am I not finished, Josh, I'm just warming up. Glad to hear that, sir. I appreciate your experience and everything you've done for our country overall and still fighting. Uh, you mentioned censorship. You were actually banned from Twitter pre-Elon Musk days. You were brought back on under Elon Musk. Uh, do you believe the censorship you faced is obviously helping you, obviously, uh, get your message out? But do you think it's been a race for everyone yet, or do you think there's still more, uh, still more work Elon Musk needs to do? No, there's a, there's a huge number of conservatives, uh, Republicans, uh, alternative uh, thinkers, free thinkers, who have not yet been brought on the platform. First of all, I'm extraordinarily grateful to Elon Musk. Um, uh, you know, I'm also very, very surprised. I was banned in 2017, one of the first uh, Republicans, conservatives, outside thinkers uh, to be banned. They never really gave me a reason other than the fact that I was developing a large following. And I was very, I think, effectively refuting their entire phony Russian collusion narrative. We now know definitively that there was no Russian collusion. We now know definitively that the investigation conducted by Devin Nunes as chairman of the House Intelligence Committee was absolutely correct, that the entire thing was a hoax uh, orchestrated uh, by Barack Obama, uh, Joe Biden, uh, 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 Rod Rosenstein, perhaps the biggest criminal of them all, uh, Adam Schiff, uh, and uh, FBI Director James Comey, CIA Director uh, and Islamic convert uh, John Brennan. These people are criminals, uh, and they have perpetrated the largest single dirty trick in American history. That is the weaponization of the full authority of the United States government and the extraordinary capabilities of our intelligence agency utilizing what they clearly knew was falsified evidence in the Steele dossier uh, in the crowd strikes report, which alleged that there was a, a Russian online hack of the Democratic National Committee, which we now know that's also false, uh, to uh, rationalize the appointment of Robert Mueller for the express purpose of undoing uh, an American election and removing a duly elected American president. That is the biggest dirty trick in American history. That is the dirty little secret. Uh, Elon Musk, I don't think advertently, but inadvertently, however, very bravely, has exposed this when he exposes uh, the level of censorship that was uh, imposed or, or pressed on Twitter uh, to cover up the truth about Russian collusion. So um, I, I'm very, very happy to be back on Twitter. I really consider it a miracle. I've had six miracles in my life. The first miracle being the commutation of my sentence when I was framed. I think very hard now. I lied to Congress about Russian collusion. How do you lie about something that never happened? Exactly. Uh, there was never any evidence presented against me involving the Russians or, for that matter, WikiLeaks, other than the fact that I could read. Uh, and, yeah, I did predict that Julian Assange and WikiLeaks would have enormous payload of information on Hillary Clinton that they would release in October of that election year. How did I know that? I can read. It was all exactly. over the Internet. This wasn't a secret. This is something Assange spoke uh, openly about. So I think most people know the real purpose I was for my prosecution, other than silencing me because I was a pain in their ass, uh, was uh, to pressure me to testify against Trump. 
uh, and they tried uh, relentlessly to get me to do that. I refused to do that uh, because I am not Michael Cohen, uh, and uh, I live to tell about it. So I am uh, most grateful uh, to be here. Actually, most days I'm grateful to be anywhere for that matter. So you mentioned that you were uh, tried for lying to Congress, even though you didn't lie to Congress. Jack Dorsey openly said in 2018 there was no censorship on Twitter. He's still a free man walking wherever he might walk in the world. Uh, why is it different between you, who actually didn't lie, and Jack Dorsey, who's on the record lying after Elon Musk brought out these Twitter files and showing the actual collusion and the lying that happened to the American people through Twitter? Well, after my conviction, Rod Rosenstein testified to the Senate in which he said that he didn't approve the investigation into me, yet I have the actual signed document in which he did exactly that. Uh, we have a two-tier justice system here. I think everybody understands that. If you're Joe Biden... Uh, you can you can hold on to classified documents, which as vice president, you have no authority to declassify. Uh, you can you can lie about it uh, and uh, nothing will happen to you if you're Donald Trump and you have the authority to declassify documents uh, and you have some such documents in your possession. By the way, we're not even certain that any of the documents that Trump held on to were classified. That has not been established. Uh, neither side in that dispute will tell us exactly what these documents are. Well, then they raid your home. Where is the raid on Biden's home uh, in Delaware? Where is the raid on his home at Rehoboth Beach? Um, why has he not been subjected to the same harsh treatment uh, as a former president? This goes on and on and on. James Comey lied to Congress. He's not been prosecuted. Hillary Clinton lied to Congress. She has not been prosecuted. John Brennan lied to Congress. He has not been prosecuted. James Clapper, uh, this guy told us, no, there, there's no metadata collection system in our intelligence agencies. That's a, that is a material lie. Now, I did make misstatements in my voluntary testimony to Congress, but they were all ridiculously immaterial. None of them hid any underlying crime because there was no underlying crime to hide. So, uh, look, I'm a victim of the deep state. Uh, I'm still recovering from two years of the most horrific experience that you can imagine uh, where, you know, we lost our home. Uh, we lost our savings. Uh, I had to sell my car to pay my lawyers. We lost most of our insurance for 16 months. Josh, I couldn't come on a show like yours. I was gagged by a bitter uh, and hateful federal judge who we now know actually hid from my defense attorneys exculpatory evidence in Robert Mueller's final report on November 3rd, 2020, long after my pardon, actually on the day of the presidential election, yeah. so the biggest news day of the year, at midnight, the Department of Justice put out a press release in which they released the last remaining redacted sections of Robert Mueller's famous report in which even he couldn't sugarcoat the fact that he had, quote, found no factual evidence, close quote, uh, of Russian collusion, WikiLeaks collaboration, or any involvement of the phishing and uh, publication of John Podesta's emails. So there you have it. Of course, that didn't get reported by the New York Times or the Washington Post or the Wall Street Journal or the Associated Press or the, these are particularly vile miscreants, the business insider. Uh, they spent two years calling me a Russian spy, calling me a traitor. But when the Justice Department admitted that um, there was no point in my prosecution, that they hadn't found no evidence uh, of Russian collusion, of course, they didn't bother to report that.
Of course not. When when it favors you, they don't report it. Obviously, mentioning it on the most important news day of the year, the presidential election, it's going to get buried. All the all the talk is on the presidential election. I kind of want to go back a little bit to when you served under former presidents. You've served under every modern Republican president in some way or another. Uh, one thing I've tried to do through all my political experiences when I speak to interesting people like yourself and important people like yourself is ask for a piece of advice they've learned from someone that influenced them. So obviously I'm 16 years old. I'm still new in this. If you're willing to share anything that you learned from any of the former presidents that's made an impact on your life. Sure. The most important thing I guess I learned came from one Richard M. Nixon who said, never give up, never give up. Uh, others may hate you, but when you hate them, they win. When you hate them, they just uh, destroy themselves. Uh, and um, this has been a very difficult uh, 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 evolution, I guess, in my character, in my outlook. I mean, I am Sicilian. I'm a warrior. So the old Roger Stone would just want revenge on those who came very close to destroying me. Now I actually pray for them. Uh, it's a very hard thing to do to get over the desire for revenge. But Nixon's right. When you hate them in return for their hatred of you, you only destroy uh, yourself. Uh, in the end, God wins, uh, as they will see. We see the we see the world beginning to turn now ever so slowly. Uh, and I can't even uh, begin to overstate the impact that Elon Musk has had on this process, whether it is uh, the lies we've been told about the safety and the effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccination or the lies we were told about the alleged Russian collusion uh, or the lies about Hunter Biden's laptop, which is real, which is authentic, which does contain impeach evidence of impeachable crimes, um, he has really opened the eyes of the world. Uh, it's interesting being back on Twitter, all the people who, who want to call you a traitor. I mean, I, I, you wonder what planet these people are. No, sorry, uh, if there is a traitor, it would be Joe Biden who took millions of dollars from the Chinese, uh, the Russians, the Ukrainians, the Romanians, while he was serving as uh, vice president of the United States. If you're looking for a traitor, don't fling that at me. I will merely block you. Uh, but go looking for the real traitors, Joe, Hunter, Jim Biden. Those are the real traitors. And you mentioned the Hunter Biden laptop. You forgot the Ashley Biden diary, which is still being censored to this day, still being hidden to this day where uh, Project Veritas leaked that and said that Ashley Biden actually had showers with her father, if you remember that story. Um, I did. I read a very good, interesting piece about this uh, in New York Magazine uh, this morning. I mean, uh, look, James O'Keefe is a friend of mine. He's a journalist. He does what journalists do. Uh, are they prosecuting people at the New York Times or the Washington Post? They, they, uh, they publish purloined material all the time. In this case, it's not even clear that James O'Keefe had any role in obtaining uh, the material. The material was sent to him. The material was was obtained by others and I think sold to him. Uh, he would not be the first journalist who's ever paid for information. This is a pretty standard operating procedure. And in the end, Project Veritas didn't even publish uh, the material, ended up being published by National File. Again, different rules. If you're if you're if you're uh, Daniel Ellsberg uh, and you expose the origins of the Vietnam War, well, you're an international hero on the left. Uh, but if you demonstrate that that uh, Joe Biden is some kind of pervert who showered with his daughter uh, and caused her all kinds of psychological problems. Oh, well, then you're somehow breaking the law. It's it's absurd. So I kind of want to go behind enemy lines. Now you're mentioning the left a lot and how they attacked you. Um, 
I don't know if you how well you know the left. You are a pretty notable figure on the right. You are a very important figure in Republican politics. A President Trump wouldn't exist without you. Do you think there's anyone with your stature, with your power, with your influence on the left within their ranks? Well, first of all, I think you overstate uh, my role in history. Donald Trump is very, very much his own man. Uh, he's been a friend of mine for 43 years. Um, he marches to his own drummer. He is not handled. He is not managed. He is not scripted. So he's not a politician in the traditional sense. He is a he's a political figure. He's the head of a political movement, but he will never be a politician because politicians uh, are, are programmed. There's nothing programmed about Donald Trump. Uh, the most predictable thing about Donald Trump is that he's uh, completely unpredictable. So uh, I'm a proud of the role that I have played in supporting him. I'm proud of the role that I've played in encouraging his candidacy. Uh, and I still think that he will go down in history uh, as one of our greatest presidents, uh, as both our 45th and our 47th president, which I think is more than possible. Now, several <clears throat> former presidents have tried to make a comeback. Martin Van Buren tried to make a comeback. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, one of our most popular and durable presidents, tried to make a comeback. Herbert Hoover tried to make a comeback. Uh, only one president was successful in doing this, and that was Grover Cleveland, uh, a New Yorker like Donald Trump. Uh, those who think that uh, that the Trump is damaged, Trump is slipping, Trump is discredited, uh, do not understand what's going on at the grassroots of the Republican Party. Uh, it's kind of interesting here, two different things coming out of the the uh, legacy uh, fake news media at the same time. On the one hand, they tell you Trump is crippled, he's damaged, he's finished, he's through. And in the next breath, we've got to find something we can charge him with that prohibit him from running again. That exactly. tells you everything you need to know. They're definitely afraid uh, to run against Donald Trump because he beat them in 2016. It's highly probable that he beat them in 2020. Uh, when those talking heads in the media say, like children, no, there's no evidence whatsoever of election fraud. That's a laughable joke. There's overwhelming evidence of anomalies and irregularities. Then when they say, well, the courts have rejected all that. No, the courts refuse to hear all that. It's not exactly the same thing. Uh, is there somebody like me on the left? Um, I, I don't really know. I think I'm kind of unique. Uh, I, I don't think I have the kind of powers you attribute to me, uh, but I am persistent. Uh, and as I say, I'm I'm looking forward to 2024. 2022 came out exactly the way I thought it was. It would. Despite the massive theft uh, going on at the Republican National Committee, which is uh, just a grifting operation. They have no interest whatsoever in electing Republicans. The, their great interest of our current party leadership is lining their pockets and the pockets of their friends. Uh, what's coming back in terms of kickbacks? We really need a, a full audit and an investigation of all the spending at the Republican National Committee, in my opinion. Um, so uh, I'm interested in winning elections. I thought that the red wave would not materialize. It turned out to be a pink drizzle at best. Um, this turns out to be the best of all worlds, in my opinion. Had we won by 25 or 35 seats, Nancy Pelosi's rules for the House would still be in place. 
Kevin McCarthy, who is a rhino, uh, would be our speaker. He would have uh, no leverage on him to pursue Joe and Hunter Biden, no uh, leverage on him to get to the bottom of what really happened on January 6th, uh, no leverage on him to explore the abuses and corruption of the FBI, uh, no leverage on him to look into the truth about the origins of the COVID-19 vaccination. So now you have a a powerless uh, speaker in the sense that at any time under the rules adopted, any one member can move to remove him from the chair, remove him from the speakership if he does not follow the agenda uh, of the uh, let's call it the America First Caucus, Mm -hmm. that small, hearty, patriotic band uh, of leaders who hung together uh, for this epic moment. I give huge credit to uh, Matt Gates. He's a riverboat gambler. Uh, he is a master of the legislative and the public relations uh, game. He understands the news cycle. Um, and I think he exerted great leadership uh, in a situation in which um, we were about to install rhino leadership. And there would have been really no change in the direction of America. Americans would continue to be kept in the dark about all those topics I mentioned. And now I, I'm very hopeful that we're going to learn the truth about so many things. Very true, sir. So you mentioned the uh, Rhino leadership being held accountable by this uh, twenty these twenty Republicans. I'm actually proud of Republicans for that. I wish Trump wouldn't have stood so far with McCarthy for that. Do you think he had a, a second uh, a second take there with, with standing with McCarthy for so long? Uh, you know, I I'm a little baffled by it. Um, I spoke to him about it several times. Uh, we never got into the merits of it because his position, his mind was made up. He still believes that McCarthy will be a great speaker. By the way, he may turn out to be right. McCarthy, leveraged by Gates and the Patriots, may turn out to be a great speaker. So uh, Trump could turn out to be right. I don't really understand how one can be this critical of Mitch McConnell. Uh, but not be critical of Kevin McCarthy because their records, of course, are identical. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out why McCarthy was parading around the floor wearing a Ukrainian uh, a pocket square and a Ukrainian flag pin uh, in his lapel. Uh, the war in Ukraine uh, is in violation of a treaty that this country signed in 1994, signed by uh, my old boss, President Ronald Reagan, uh, with uh, with uh, Soviet leader Gorbachev, in which we agreed that Ukraine uh, would remain a neutral buffer zone and that we would not mount offensive uh, uh, missiles, NATO missiles, U.S.-funded missiles, uh, on the ground uh, pointed at Russia in Ukraine, nor should we be uh, operating bioweapons labs there, cooking up God knows what to dump on the the Russians. So the idea that Vladimir Putin is a bad guy, he is a bad guy. He's an authoritarian thug. Their system is just as bad as the system in Ukraine. So in both Ukraine and Russia, all political parties are outlawed, but the ruling party in both Russia and Ukraine, all the political opponents of the president have been arrested Uh, in both Russia and Ukraine. Media outlets, newspapers, magazines, radio stations, TV stations are closed down if they don't agree with the ruling party. Uh, The church is banned in Ukraine. It's not banned in Russia. Uh, So the idea that we're fighting in Ukraine for democracy, small d, or against tyranny is an absurdity. 
Uh, Zelensky is an actor. Uh, he's an actor who's been hired to play the role of a president. There's nothing wrong with being an actor before you're president, uh, unless you're uh, an actor who's been hired by oligarchs to play the role of a president. Ronald Reagan was an actor, but trust me, he didn't work for anybody other than the American people. Very true, sir. So I want to move to the election side of everything with Trump announcing his 2024 campaign. I think this is one of the main focuses right now, the 2024 election. A lot of people on Twitter have been saying the passion and the charisma of Trump isn't the same now in 2024 as it is 2020 or 2016. Sorry, uh, I equated that to that his speech being in a ballroom and not in a, a lobby of the Trump Tower. What are your thoughts on the state of the Trump 2024 campaign so far? Well, I think he was laying down a marker. Uh, I think this is a this is an unusual situation. So the campaign doesn't begin until the front runner begins it. Uh, he is the front runner, and therefore the campaign cannot really begin until he chooses to begin it. There is no other candidate, so there is no competition today, although there's clearly going to be. Uh, and it's just way too early to say whether Trump um, has the uh, energy and the appeal uh, that he had in 2016. If you believe the polls, and by that I mean the polls in which they don't throw independents and non-primary voters into the sample to try to cook them for Governor Ron DeSanctimonious, uh, Trump is in very solid, solid shape going into this nomination contest. I think he has a hard lock on somewhere around 45, close to 50 percent of the vote. I think there's another 20 percent of the voters who are open to him. Um, once he begins to campaign and they see the themes uh, of his campaign. I do think he has to run as the 25-26 circa Trump as opposed to the 2020 circa Trump. Uh, he's not going to be the candidate of the Republican establishment. He's not going to be the candidate uh, of the country clubs. He's not going to be the candidate of the globalists. They have their candidate. Uh, their candidate's going to be my governor, Ron DeSantis, a man who says one thing and then does the opposite. Uh, now, even Governor DeSantis uh, and his uh, small band of advisors realize you have to sound MAGA in our party to get nominated. If you identify yourself as a Jeb Bush Republican, um, well, then you're not going to get nominated. But I ask you, Jeb Bush was not at Governor DeSantis's first inauguration. Why would he show up for a front row seat in the second one? How odd. Uh, not to mention the fact that you're up here. Jeb Bush wrote the nomination for Time Magazine Person of the Year for Ron DeSantis. He wrote that piece for Time Magazine. Jeb Bush did for Ron DeSantis. Do you think Ron DeSantis yeah, has— I mean, look, it's great to say to the Florida Supreme Court uh, that you want them to impanel a grand jury to investigate whether the people of Florida were misled by those who manufactured and pushed the COVID-19 vaccination. But when you've signed a law giving those people immunity, then what's the point? In other words, if the grand jury is going to charge somebody— well, they should charge Ron DeSantis because he was a full-throated advocate uh, for taking the vaccination, and he assured us that it would protect you from infection. For two years, we had the most draconian mask mandates in place. Uh, he woke up after two years. Where was he in the first two years? Oh, he must have seen a poll. So um, he's trying to rewrite history. I, ran, I met a guy yesterday whose son tragically died from the vaccination. I asked him why his son took it. He said, well, we saw Ron DeSantis on TV, and he assured us it was safe and effective. So um, he's not going to escape uh, his culpability. And by the way, they're masking people again here in Florida. Uh, my daughter is a, 
uh, is uh, is a nurse at a major urban hospital, and she's being told that it, because she is unvaccinated, she must either wear a mask or be terminated. Here in the local Broward County schools, we have just adopted a curriculum that includes critical race theory. Calling Ron DeSantis, you said before the election this wasn't going to happen, uh, but it is. So again, uh, the governor is a man who says one thing, does something else, but that's what campaigns are about. Uh, And I think uh, his real record uh, uh, as a master politician, but as a rhino, uh, is going to be exposed. Then the question I'd like to know is, how does he feel about the $100 billion we have already shipped to Ukraine, 100 plus, uh, and... um, uh, how will he feel about sending them yet another penny? As a governor, he has not had to uh, opine uh, on those issues. Uh, and I want to hear where he is on the war in Ukraine. I appreciate that as well. And I, I agree with you everything. I've been saying the same thing. He says one thing, does another. He's a great talker. He's a great politician, not great with the actual issues. Do you think he has a chance in national politics at all? He's being propped up by the establishment left, the National Review Republicans. Do you think he has a chance in national politics at all as someone who's... Sure. Well, he has, he has $150 million in the bank. Um, he does have the attribute of uh, of uh, discipline. He's extremely disciplined. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a shame they can't perform some kind of surgery to graft a personality on him because he doesn't really have much of a personality. He's kind of a pill. I've never actually seen the guy smile. I don't, I don't know that he smiles. Um, I thought his performance in the debates against Charlie Crist, who, let's face it, was going to debate with a very, very weak hand, was merely adequate. Um, and how, why he froze, why he choked and froze on the simple question of ruling out a 2024 presidential campaign and committing to fill the remainder of the term that he was asking for uh, really surprised me. I had to know that question was coming. Uh, I knew that question was coming. It was put to him three times. Folks, uh, he's running. Anybody who says, oh, maybe he's not going to run, maybe he's second. No, he, he's running. Uh, For those who follow Florida politics, Ashley Moody, our attorney general, has been promised that if she does not run for governor after him, she'll be appointed U.S. attorney general. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Nunes has also been promised a cabinet job in a DeSantis administration. Uh, The state CFO, Jimmy Petronas, who I think is a good man, uh, will be Ron's candidate for governor. But just yesterday, Petronas was... uh, was uh, vouching for the great appointment of a guy named David Kerner, a Palm Beach County commissioner, who is one of the worst vax Nazis uh, in the country. This is a guy who formed the COVID-19 compliance task force, a Gestapo-like uniform jackbooted group of thugs who went around threatening business owners, threatening individual citizens, taking pictures of people who wouldn't wear masks to send to their employees to try to get them uh, fired, set up a snitch line so that people could uh, rat on their neighbors that they weren't wearing masks. This guy, Kerner, belongs in prison, but instead of prison, he's going to be in Ron DeSantis's cabinet. It's a dirty deal. It's a quid pro quo deal, in my opinion, uh, because Kerner, a left-wing Democrat, almost a socialist uh, and uh, an arrogant uh, SOB on top of it, endorsed a conservative Republican governor out of the blue. What's the deal, Ron? What was the deal? 
Because promising somebody a job for in return for endorsement, that's a crime in this state. It's a crime federally as well. By the way, promising somebody a cabinet job, that's a crime also. So um, uh, we're scratching our heads. Today, the cabinet will approve uh, the record of this vaccination Nazi. But here's what I say to you, Josh. Trust me, the people in Iowa and New Hampshire will know all about this. They'll know all about it. Uh, And when Ron starts with his anti-vax stuff, he can answer the question why he appointed a man who destroyed businesses, destroyed lives, and actually killed people uh, to a sensitive position where as the head of the State Department of Motor Vehicles, he has a backdoor to all of our voter data. I'd like to know that information as well. That's something that I, I, I don't trust Ron DeSantis. People are saying, well, he's changed his time in Congress. He was a neocon in Congress. He hasn't, didn't do anything good in Congress. Like you mentioned earlier, he saw a poll, said he needed to flip his way because Trump might have been losing influence during his, his uh, 2020 uh, COVID stuff. So he thought, hey, good opportunity for me to run in 2024. And he changed everything up. And he's uh, doing quid pro quos with the nominations like you mentioned before. Uh, so I want to mention super PACs and everything like that. And also George Santos is another candidate that's seen as someone who was rising on the Republican side. Now he's kind of waning influence through his lies that he told. Uh, you've called on him to resign on your Twitter page. Do you think there'd be a scenario where he'd hold on to his Biden plus eight district in 2024? Uh, you know, it's totally up to him. But uh, I really think that, first of all, he I do think he should resign. I think the uh, the uh, net uh, effect of his lies is just too cumulative. Now, it's ironic because he said I should go to jail uh, and the uh, and a seven to nine year sentence was appropriate for me, even though I didn't lie about anything. Yet he's lied, as it turns out, about everything. So, no, I think he should resign. Uh, I actually think we'd have an excellent chance to hold that seat in a special election. Uh, and there are a number of individuals who will be a much better uh, choice than, than him. Now, I know some people say, well, if he resigns, um, Senator Blumenthal should resign about lying about his non-service in Vietnam. I agree with that. Uh, Joe Biden lied. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Princess Focahontas. Uh, to get that joke actually right. Now, they all should resign, but they won't because there is a double standard. Uh, As a Republican, Santos is held to one standard, and all these other Democrats are held to a different standard. So if you're a Democrat, if you're a liberal, you can lie about everything and anything. No, Joe Biden did not go to the black church every morning when he was in high school and college after mass. That's a lie. That is an obvious lie. Uh, You can always tell when Joe Biden's lying. His lips are moving. As with most po- most politicians there. Uh, so this is, I, I kind of want to mention this here. This is an Ohio-centric program. I'm based in Ohio. I don't know how much you pay attention to Ohio politics. We have a hot Senate race coming up between Sherrod Brown and whoever the Republican nominee is. Do you have a favorite candidate in Ohio by any chance? Uh, I do not. Ohio is one of the states that I handled uh, for Governor Ronald Reagan. I was very, very good friends with uh, your late governor, James Rhodes. Jim Rhodes is one of the great and most durable politicians in Ohio history. I was also very good friends with uh, Senator Robert Taft Jr., uh, the son of the great Robert A. Taft, a three-time Republican presidential candidate. Um, I have a great affection uh, for the state of Ohio. Governor John Kasich, um, not so much. Uh, I remember when he was a conservative. I remember when he was a Reagan Republican. The truth is, uh, here's a dirty little secret. I fired him from the 1976 Reagan campaign where he worked as a field man for selling marijuana to some of the other campaign staffers. Uh, He's denied that, but he's lying. uh, And that is a stone cold fact. I did not know that. Thank you for that information. 
Uh, same with the Ohio governor, Mike DeWine, currently. He used to be decent on issues in, in the Senate. Now he's kind of flip-flopped there. Um, uh, I saw a picture of he and Donald Trump together, which really made me laugh. I'd forgotten that uh, Mike DeWine is about the same height as Ron DeSantis, meaning he's very, very short. Stand up, Mike. Oh, you are standing up. Pardon me. Uh, Governor DeSantis, by the way, wears these four-inch heels that make him look much taller than he is. I think he's about five, uh, seven and a half. Uh, and if you ever could get the four-inch heels and the cowboy boots off of him, you'd see how tall he really was. The only reason I raise this is not to denigrate Ron DeSantis, but just the visuals of a debate with Donald Trump in which Ron DeSantis is two feet shorter than the president, who will be pretty stark. I'm excited for that as well, if he does run. And as you mentioned, he probably will. Uh, Mike DeWine caught COVID three times every time Trump came to the state. He ran out of excuses. One time he said he was going to a cross-country meet, so he had couldn't avoid Trump. But as soon as Biden came to town, oh, here he is with, with Biden, praising him, waving American flag, shaking his hand. Do you think we have a rhino problem in Ohio with our politics, as you said you follow it? Well, I'm very, very pleased with the election of J.D. Vance. Uh, it amazes me that why doesn't Donald Trump get any credit for this election? I mean, he was an early and I think very important supporter of Vance. His endorsement for the nomination helped Vance uh, win the nomination over some other good candidates. Uh, and uh, But again, they blame the off-year election losses on Trump and they never point to his wins. J.D. Vance is a perfect example. Uh, Ron Johnson in Wisconsin, probably Donald Trump's strongest supporter uh, in the U.S. Senate. Trump gets no credit there either. Uh, This is an absurdity. Our problem uh, is the mix. McConnell, McCarthy uh, and McDaniel. Uh, The Republican National Committee uh, is broken. It is uh, one giant grift. It is a money-making operation for a handful of grifters who've gotten exceedingly wealthy losing elections. Uh, And um, I like uh, Harmeet Dillon a lot. She makes a huge amount of sense to me. Of course, I love Mike Lindell. Either one of them would be much better uh, than Romney McDaniel. But she's just fronting for Reince Priebus. Reince Priebus is running the Republican National Committee, lining the pockets of himself uh, and his cronies. Uh, And she's just a front woman and not a very good one, uh, in my opinion. But it's an inside game. This is a very insular inside game. Uh, for those who say, oh, well, Donald Trump is supporting Ronald McDaniel. No, as reported by Politico, uh, the president is supporting no one in this race. He's endorsed no one in this race. It is a misnomer to say that he is uh, supporting Rana. He is not supporting anyone at this time. He also has not ruled out making an endorsement before the uh, the uh, winter meeting of the Republican National Committee rolls around for the selection of a chairperson. And he mentioned that on Real America's Voice as well, openly saying he hasn't endorsed anyone. He likes them both. Harmeet's a great lawyer. Uh, He thinks Ronald McDaniel's done a decent job, he said on that interview as well. I want to go into one issue in specific because I got a lot of emails about this when I put out that you were going to be on the program. How do you think Republicans should address the immigration issue going forward into 2024? Do you think we should curb immigration, legal and illegal? Do you think we should make that a big issue in the 2024 campaign? We saw a lot of mishaps and a lot of miscommunications among the, uh, the politicians to the base during the 2022 cycle, which I think attributed to that red wave. You said that you didn't see fruition. Uh, I think it's time for a more, I think it's a, a time for a moratorium on all immigration into the country, legal and illegal. Uh, we, we have a crisis, uh, and it is uh, it is of epic proportions. Our borders our borders are wide open. 
The Border Patrol really has no function other than now facilitating illegal crossings and enterings into the country. It's the reason we have a fentanyl crisis. I agree with people like Congressman Paul Gosar and others who say it's time for a temporary stop. We should stop all immigration for a period of time until we get our house in order. Uh, Is that a radical position? Yes, it is. It's the kind of radical position that wins elections. Thank you very much for that, sir. And we are running a little bit uh, short on time with you. Are you planning on helping any candidates this upcoming cycle in 2024? Uh, look, I would help. Uh, I would help President Trump if he asks. I will certainly help him from the sidelines. I think I'm already doing so by pointing out, because uh, I live here in Florida, that the folks in Ohio need to know that Ron DeSantis is not who you think he is. Uh, if you read uh, his PR, you'd think he was, uh, you know, Donald Trump without the drama. He's not even remotely similar to Donald Trump. Their records are very different. And Donald Trump is a much better leader and a much better man. Uh, Now, I'm going to be doing my show. You can see my show every day at 5 o'clock Eastern uh, at StoneZone.Live, StoneZone.Live, 5 o'clock Eastern, where we talk news, uh, politics, uh, uh, history, uh, fashion, style, You can watch it at Cozy.TV. You can watch it on Rumble. You can watch it on Twitch, at least temporarily. Uh, You can watch it on Telegram. Uh, You can get to us uh, through Twitter. Uh, I also have a Substack, rogerstone.substack.com, where you can uh, see some of my more controversial videos. Uh, uh, I do a thing now called Stone Talks, where I do short audio videos to bring you immediate political news and developments. I also have some uh, important print pieces there. And then, of course, there is StoneZone.com, which has been my historic home. Uh, So check out my substack. It's called Stone Cold Truth at rogerstone.substack.com. Right now it's free, but very soon it will go to a subscription model. We urge you to uh, sign up. Uh, And, of course, uh, you know, my wife and I still face uh, as many as 11 harassment lawsuits filed by liberals, Democrats, lunatics, crackpots, nutjobs. Oh, wait a minute, I'm being redundant. Um, This is what they call lawfare. This is where they file a highly sensationalized civil lawsuit against you to drag your name through the mud and force you to spend tens of thousands of dollars on lawyers. Uh, And uh, none of these lawsuits have any merit or any grounds. It's all just smear. Uh, there were one seventeen. Now there are eleven. Six have been dismissed. You never read about that. You only read when they get filed. Folks want to help me in that ongoing fight? Can go to StoneDefenseFund.com. StoneDefenseFund.com. I'm as sick as asking as you are sick as sick as of being asked. But in all honesty, I cannot do it alone. I'm still a target of the deep state. Uh, They're bitter about the fact that I survived their last attempt to destroy me. uh, And now I am the victim of lawfare. So folks who go to StoneDefenseFund.com can help us out. And God bless you for it. Thank you very much for that, sir. And I'll make sure to put those in the little Chiron below the the show here today for those watching on video. Uh, In the last minute we have with you, what are some of the uh, the things you see in politicians and people in the media doing wrong about fashion? Because that's one of your passions. What do people in media and politics do wrong with fashion that you watch uh, from your uh, outsider perspective right now? Well, look, people uh, react better to people they like. It's almost unspoken. And people like people who are well-dressed. So the way you are dressed is how you present yourself to the world. 
I mean, the idea that Volodymyr Zelensky would address a joint session of Congress in a green sweatshirt, that's that's insulting, particularly when we gave the guy $100 billion. So look good, feel good. I see you've got a good-looking traditional rep tie there. That's uh, Your outfit today is stone approved. Glad to see that your bed is made as well. Well, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. And uh, StoneZone.com is your website. Roger Stone, it is a privilege and honor to speak with you today, sir. Thank you, Josh. God bless you. Thank you, sir. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 